Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we're studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 11. Here's Pastor Ryan. Seeds. And another person will water that, and eventually, if it's God's will and it works out, they'll get saved. But sometimes God says, i got to get you out of the way in order to work with them. And he may want to punish them to bring them to Christ. You never know. Usually, hard living is probably more... A hard life is probably more uh, more of a leading, good leading factor that brings a person to their knees before God, and it's a real conversion. Hitting rock bottom, as they say. And some people need to hit, uh, hit rock bottom, and, you know, we just let God do his thing. But he told Rehoboam, Oh, your kingdom. I know you want to unite your kingdom and you want to, you want it to be solid. You want to be together, but don't go and fight. You know, Jesus's brothers came around, came around afterwards, but at first they did not believe him. Jesus said that a prophet is not, um, is not honored, uh, amongst his family and his friends, you know, and so. Um, they came around later, so, and we see some really cool things happen with Rehoboam being pulled back. And so, therefore, they obeyed the words of the Lord and turned back from attacking uh, Jeroboam. So, Rehoboam, verse uh, 5, dwelt in Jerusalem and built cities for defense in Judah. And he built Bethlehem, Edom, Tekoa, Bethzur, uh, Soko. Adulam, Gath, uh, Merasea, uh, Ziph, Adoraim, uh, Lachish, Ezekah, Zorah, Ajalon, and Hebron, which are in Judah, and Benjamin, fortified cities. And he fortified the strongholds and put captains in them, and stores of food, oil, and wine. Also in every city, he put shield spears and made them very strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side. And so we see here that King Rehoboam, right? He was denied by God from being able to go to war. So what does he do with what is left for him? He's got two tribes that he, that he is kinging over, right? He's, it's Judah and Benjamin. And what he does is he gets these 15 cities that surround Jerusalem and he begins to fortify them. So he can't go fight. What, what's, what's like second best, at least he can fortify all the cities around Judah. And so you got to hand it to King Rehoboam that he didn't like mope about not being able to go fight for his kingdom and just, he let it go and he's just going to fortify what God has given him to take care of. Make it strong. Fortify what the Lord has given him. And of course, there's wisdom for you and I concerning our lives and what God has given you and I to be responsible over. All of us are responsible for something. Think about it. 
I don't, I, I, I'm sure everyone here has their own room at home. You know, you have clothes, you have money, you have time, you have energy. You have something that you are in, in charge of keeping tidy and neat and, and, and well-kept, well-fortified, sort of say, both physically and spiritually. God has given all of us stuff to take care of. Right? We may not be, we may not be going to some war to unite the kingdom, but at least he's left something for all of us to see what we will do with it. Rehoboam isn't just chilling. He isn't just moping around. He handles it. He, he fortifies these 15 cities. He makes his little space in the world strong for his kingdom. I wonder how many of us have some things to tidy up at home, at work, at church, spiritually. How many of us have things just cluttered? Or what's the term that they use today when people uh, hoard? (laughs) You know, where things are just unkept, cluttered, messy, dirty, In the parable of the talents, remember, Jesus said in Matthew 25, he said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And you know the story. You know the parable that Jesus gave. He came back to, to, you know, uh, to uh, settle accounts and find out what they had done. And those that went out and traded and made more talents, he said, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the kingdom of, uh, of your Lord. But in Matthew 25, 24, and 26, he says, then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. And this is what Jesus said to that. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You know, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents for to everyone who has more will be given and, and he will have abundance, but from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. That's serious stuff. You know, talents can, you know, represent money in, in that parable, but it all could, could also represent, you know, time and energy and effort and what we do because God saved us for a reason. 
Well, you and I are his representatives. We are to serve him. We are to worship him and, and, and care for his church and care for his people and be a part of the, of the spreading of the gospel. As he said, go out into all the earth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. He's called us to do, not to sit and do nothing but to do. And so Rehoboam, whatever God left him with, he was going to do something with it. And so it's commendable what he did. He fortified that. He made it strong. And so all of us here have been given stuff, like I said. I look at my own home. I look at my own space. I look at my own office. I look at the church here. I look at all the things that God has placed in my responsibility to take care of. And I'm thoroughly convicted and convinced that I can do better with everything. With my marriage, with my parenting, with my pastoring. You know, and the Bible says, may God sanctify you. May the Lord sanctify you, spirit, soul, and body. Right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, it says, For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Like, Man, Lord, I'm begging for more discipline. Not disciplinary action from him. I mean discipline which is doing what I don't want to do, knowing that it's good for me. Not motivation, discipline. The fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. Not that we all have to, you know, I'm no picture of of, uh, health here, but I mean, I can walk more. It is his temple, stuff like that. That's legitimate preaching from this pulpit, stuff like that, walking more physically, getting sunshine, you know, doing things that help limit stress, praying, reading the word, all of those spiritual things as well, but it's it's spirit, soul, and body. So pray for me for more discipline. And I'll pray for you. Our church is clean. It's nice. It's a blessing. And, you know, Clarissa is my uh, accountability to see how I do with helping in the laundry and the dishes department and all of that. And it's been, uh, an, it's been, uh, it's been a fun marriage. I'll tell you that much. Very fun. You know, I, I really love a clean house. She really loves a clean house. And so we work those things out. And according to the word, he looks at your space. He looks at how we take care of the clothes he buys us. He looks at how we care for the food he buys us. You know, just I don't want to be wasteful in, at my age, at 47. I want everything to be efficient, you know. Um, not like a perfectionist, but I just want to be better. Because all I see in scripture is him knocking it out of the park with people who are like, not lazy. And here, I mean, what a rebuke, man. Like the Lord calls the, the, the bench warmer, you know, lazy. I didn't, he did. Lazy. It's like, oh man, that's me so many times. I need to just take care of my business. There's a term that says, you know, I let myself go, right? That's like, that's, that's, that's the 2000s, right? That's what people say. 
I let myself go. Well, some of us have let ourselves go spiritually. Some have let us ourselves go physically. Whatever. It's all good. Hope is in Christ because his spirit empowers us and he hears our prayer. Lord, help me to be more disciplined. Help me to take whatever, you know, you've given me. And, and I think that when he sees that we're responsible with those things, he adds more. When we're responsible with our time, when we're responsible um, with our marriages and all of those things, he blesses. He gives more. That's what he said. He who, you know, has will be given more, and he who thinks he has it will be taken from him. If he's not, if you're not using it, you'll lose it. And it's not just for like this week. It's like forever until someone we were talking. I was talking with one brother. It was like, how long do we have to like strive for the kingdom of God until He takes us home? You know. So get your rest. And start striving again tomorrow. Christianity uh, is is a very active thing, and it's meant to be active. Proverbs 9, verse 1 says, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out, from the highest places of the city. Whenever I read that Proverbs, and I read Proverbs every day, right? There's 31 of them, one for each day, right? So on the ninth, like when I read that, I always read that and I get this diligent, like, like shot in the arm. Like, it's just like, wow. Yeah, you're right. Wisdom, everything's in order. Diligence, when it's played out, everything will be in order. When everything's in order, you can sit down and chill with the Lord a lot easier and better. With your cup of tea, cup of coffee, or water with lemon, and just chill with the Lord and look at the clouds and pray. How if things are dealt with, things are in order. God's a God of order, peace. Proverbs 24, verse 30. It says, I went by the field of a lazy man. And by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, and there it was all overgrown with thorns, its surface was covered with nettles, its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and I received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Right? That lazy, just you get stuck in that rut. Lord, help me to get out of this. Tired, lazy, Depress state and help me to get going. Also in every city he put shields and spears and made them very strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side. I mean, it all strengthens us. When things are in their place, they're easy to get to. We can protect ourselves. We have order. Things are organized. Lunches are made. Kids get to bed on time. All of that stuff helps us spiritually or it hurts us spiritually if it's neglected. And uh, they, just, uh, they go to bed whenever they want. Clarissa would say, no, they go to bed at, at eight. Yeah, and she's right. You know, so. Anyhow. Verse 13, and from all their territories... That's in the north. The priests and the Levites who were 
and all Israel took their stand with him. So the priests and the Levites in the northern tribes, they took their stand with Rehoboam. They took their stand with them. And they left the northern uh, kingdom. And it says, For the Levites left their common lands and their possessions and came to Judah and Jerusalem. For Jeroboam and his sons had rejected them from serving as priests to the Lord. Then he appointed for himself priests for the high places, for the demons or the devils, and the calf idols which he had made. And so Jeroboam and the, the new king in the northern kingdom, God had promised them, if you do well by me, if you honor my commands, I will bless you. But rather than that, Jeroboam did his own thing, got terrible advice, and he was watching the, the northern kingdom of his, the ten tribes, and every year people from his kingdom will go south to Jerusalem to worship the Lord. And he thought, this can't be. If they go down south to worship the Lord, they're never going to come back. They're going to rejoin with Rehoboam. So Jeroboam makes two golden calves, as if he never read the book of uh, Exodus. He makes two golden calves, and he says to his people up there, the ten tribes, it's too much work for you to travel down there to Jerusalem. These calves are the gods that rescued you from Egypt, worship them. And so he led all the 10 northern tribes into demonic worship, guys. But, and then he's got like the lowest level of like criminal and made them priests and uh, to these demonic idols. But the Levites that were there and the priests, he, he, he would not let them do God's work. So they left the north they left their lands guys these were levites and priests that were from those tribes they were up there they were in the the the, the regions of the other tribes that's where they they lived and served the people but they left all of their common lands to honor god they left all their common lands guys to come south back to jerusalem which is super commendable. They were willing to lose it all to seek the Lord rather than to stay up there and pretend that they were cool with the king when they weren't. Right? And we can obviously apply that to the governor here in making this place a sanctuary state for abortion and everything else. You know, we're, we're here as salt and light, and we're not putting up with that demonic, those dynamic uh, policies and all that he is standing for. Like these in the book, they went south. We need to stick by God, his word, and stand and be salt and light. Vote in the right people. Be involved. And so it says here that... Uh, And after the Levites left, verse 16, those from all the tribes of Israel, such as set their heart to seek the Lord God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord God of their fathers. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam 
the son of Solomon, strong for three years because they walked in the way of David and Solomon for three years. And so you see the effect of the Levites and the priests who honored God. And so God honored the kingdom and strengthened the kingdom of Rehoboam. Even though Rehoboam will fare no no better than Solomon, he's going to turn from God as well. But yet it was the priests and the Levites. And God has called all of us who are Christians, he calls us kings and priests unto our Lord. So we're royalty and we're priests. And God has you and I here to stand in the gap, to seek God, to worship God, to lift up God, to serve him. And it'll affect banning Beaumont and the surrounding cities. It just will. It'll affect California. It really will. Your prayers, my prayers, our worship with the Lord, it's holding back. And yes, they hate us as they hated the Lord first. They hate us. Don't they know that those that they are hating on are actually a restraining force against their demise? If we were out of here, God would just slam the earth, which it's coming when he pulls the church out of here in the rapture. So, uh, verse 18, Then Rehoboam took for himself as wife Mahalath, the daughter of Jeremoth, the son of David, and of Abihel, the daughter of Eliah, the son of Jesse. And so here, just connecting the Davidic lineage here, which is important because it leads to Jesus eventually. And she bore him children, uh, Jeush, uh, Shamariah, and Zaham, after her, he took uh, Ma'aka, the, da- the granddaughter of Absalom, and they don't believe that this is David's son, Absalom, but a different one. And she bore him Abijah, Attiah, uh, Ziza, and Shelomith. Now Rehoboam loved uh, Ma'aka, uh, or Makah, I don't know, the granddaughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and his concubines. For he took 18 wives and 60 concubines and begot 28 sons and 60 daughters. So polygamy, again, it's against the command of the Lord. And there's always one that's going to be loved over the other. In all the instances of uh, multiple wives, it's a mess in the Bible. All right? It's not like God blesses that at all. And, and the whole nation is ruined and divided because of multiplication of wives. And uh, Rehoboam appointed Abijah, the son of Maacah, as chief to be leader among his brothers, for he intended to make him king. He dealt wisely and dispersed some of his sons throughout all the territories of Judah and Benjamin to every fortified city, and he gave them provisions in abundance. He also sought many wives for them as well. And so the curse just keeps going and going and going. And um, again, it doesn't speak of Rehoboam's um, um, idolatry and the worship of pagans, but you can read about that in 1 Kings um, 11, 12. But again, this is a fascinating story of how God's dealing with these kings and those who honored God were blessed, those who didn't were not. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. 
We thank you, Father, for just a story of the kings, Lord. It's, it's a, it's a good warning for us, Lord, of, of what not to do and some of the things what to do. And so, Father, we just pray that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us diligence and energy and strength to be disciplined. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would come upon us, Lord, and empower us to get the things in our lives in order that need to be in order, Lord. For you are a God of order. And we know that when there's order, there's peace. There's peace in our homes. There's peace at at work and there's peace in your church so lord help us lord to be faithful with everything that you've placed in our hands to take care of in jesus name we pray and together we say amen thank you for joining us today at lasting truth radio if you're in the area come out and join us for sunday services at 8 30 a.m and at 10 30 a.m or wednesday evenings at 7 p.m we are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.